Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros Podcast. It is time for football season. I'm your host, Thomas Viola, and today we have a great show for you. Joining me to ride along for the entire NFL season here with us, he is the Sultan of Soaps, the Crown Prince of Player Projections, the podcast power listener, none other than Matt F., the Oracle himself, Matthew Friedman. Matt, I had to turn the tables back on you now, didn't I? Yeah, that was good. Although it's uh, it's sad to say all of that about me when you don't even get my correct title. I'm the director of content, punk. Uh, <laughs> plus, uh, you know, Rayvon, who we have on the show, Chris Rayvon from the Action Network. He is one of the real kings of uh, player projections. So it's it's wrong even to to say that about me when he's uh, in our presence. Well, that's why I said crown prince and not king. I didn't quite okay. elevate you there. Also, the okay. alliteration just worked better as I workshopped this over the past 72 hours or so. But you are right. Joining us today is none other than Action's Chris Raybon. Chris, welcome on into the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Uh, you guys are talking about projections. Matt, I'm not going to lie. I kind of miss looking in our spreadsheet and seeing like – some of your crazy projections like Dak Prescott 400 yards so you're going to have to you're going to have to uh give me something crazy give me your give me your give me your craziest projection right now uh i'm flattered that you think i still do player projections that's not something that the director of content would do <laughs> but i i will say like i sort of like ad hoc do projections here or there and uh like uh i was always ridiculously high on juju so we'll say like uh juju 2000 yards is that no i mean that's Ooh. there's no there's no chance no chance that happens no chance uh, with, with no patrick chance. mahomes someone's got to pick up that slack in that offense and they've been throwing it deep to him a lot in practice yeah, I mean, based on uh, the practice reports and the uh, you know Twitter highlights, Juju's yep. going to go off this year. So I'm yeah. just going to project him for like 1,600 yards and be like, what? I'm just being aggressive. Well, quarterback's guys, pretty good. His quarterback's pretty good. Guys, he, he is pretty good. But we are not here today to talk about player projections. We are here to talk about the second most degenerate thing in sports gambling. I'm not talking about grocery store slot machines, which, yes, are a thing in Las Vegas, guys. But today we are talking about betting on preseason football. It is the most exciting time of the year. Football is officially back. We had the Hall of Fame game last week, and we've got four weeks, well, three weeks now, of preseason ball to get to. And guys, we know we want to get it out of the way. First and foremost, the number one rule of betting on preseason football, bet on the Baltimore Ravens. It's a known fact that for some time now, head coach John Harbaugh plays to win in these games, even preseason. Throughout his tenure, the Ravens are 40-12 and 12 on the money line, a 45% ROI per bet labs. Shout out, by the way, to Matt's article in which he plugged that stat. 36-15-1 against the spread. And guys, even though everybody knows now that the Ravens try to win these games, you're still taking them even with the number baked in, right, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I'm a full degen. I'm going to be betting on the preseason, and uh, you can't do that without backing the Ravens. As you mentioned, uh, the statistics there. Yeah, Harbaugh and his team, they've just been totally dominant. Uh, I like them this season going against the Titans, the Cardinals, the Commanders. 
And I think they have a couple of edges. They've got Justin Tucker, uh, who's like the best kicker of all time and recently extended. And so he's going to be better kicking field goals than whatever, uh, you know, like backup kickers. A lot of other teams are rolling out there. And then they've also got pretty good quarterbacks and Tyler Huntley and Brett Huntley. I think those players are above average uh, given where they are on the depth chart. So, you know, whether it's money line spread. Yeah, I'm, I'm betting on the Ravens. Rest in peace, Trace McSorley. Chris, how about you? Are you still on the Ravens bandwagon? I bet the Ravens like two weeks ago <laughs> on the money line. Um, you know, I you know what's funny is I was checking the Action Network app today, and apparently the Sharps are on the Titans. So I don't know what's going on, but uh, you know, I, I'm with Friedman. I mean, this 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 has been a best bet in sports for what six years now. So I, I mean, this Baltimore team you mentioned it, Tyler Huntley. Brett Hundley, I like the quarterbacks. I mean, I, I think, you know, compared to what Malik Willis, I think that those guys are going to have an edge. So, yeah, give me some Ravens. And the line is coming down again. It was at four and a half. Uh, now it's three and a half. So maybe we, maybe we even get to three before it's all said and done. See, that's the thing about the Sharps. First off, they are going to bring that number down because as the action comes in on that side – the books are going to address based on that opinion, obviously. But the other thing is they love to be contrarian. They love to go against mm -hmm. the public and the public loves this. And so they're saying we can get a team getting four and a half points in a preseason game. We'll take that action there, but you're right. Last 20, 20, and know, straighten up 17, two and one against the spread. Like you said, when it comes to preseason betting, they are the team that the public loves to roll with. And we are going to love to roll with as, as well. But, when it comes to preseason betting, another thing for betters to keep in mind here is that while defense wins championships, it also wins preseason games. And Matt, you talked about in an article this week, you love betting unders in the preseason because of those defenses. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a wet blanket, right? So that's why I like betting unders, but it's also been profitable. You know, over the past six years, uh, or, or going actually, no, more than that, going back to 2014. And, and I don't know why 2014 in particular, but it was like a switch in preseason games unders started hitting at a 57% clip. Uh, you know, I have some theories on that uh, in terms of why we see that. You know, I think defensive units, they're doing fairly basic things. And so it's hard for backup defenders really to screw up uh, by not knowing the system, right? Because they're just doing really basic things. Whereas offenses, they're driven by the quarterback primarily. And so you have second and, and third string quarterbacks out there who really can't execute in the way that they're supposed to. Uh, and, you know, you have offensive coordinators who aren't going to be doing all that much that's inventive because they have second and third string offenses out there. So you put all that together and I think it plays towards the under. And Chris, you love fading the public with some of these contrarian unders when other people are going over. Yeah, I think that's one of the things in the preseason. You have to kind of remember, we don't really know a lot. You know, even you know, people like Friedman and myself, you know, like there's so many players on these rosters that we probably never heard of. And so when you see, uh, you know, unders getting 38% or less of bets, you know, 112, uh, excuse me, 144, 112, and 456% since 2004. And when you look at, Preseason unders getting less than 35% of the money, 43 and 23, 65%. Uh, and there's a couple of games that actually fit that description. The Washington Carolina game, uh, the total's up to 37 on that. It's been bet up. So maybe you want to come back, uh, you know, with the under on that one, 79% of the money 
is on the over there. Uh, and that Jets-Philly game and the Pittsburgh-Seattle game, uh, the money's also hovering in the low 30s as well. So uh, there's quite a few options here, but I do think you want to kind of go contrarian in certain spots in the preseason. And, and I think the thing with unders in preseason football, it reminds me, remember when the AAF came out and the first week the totals were all in the 40s and everybody was saying, oh, it's going to be a points league. The rules are set up for scoring. It's going to be points, points, points. And by the time that league met its untimely demise, totals were in the low 20s because teams couldn't put up 10 points in a game. It, it comes down to, like you guys both said, the quarterback play and the fact that when you don't have a great quarterback running that offense, offenses stall and get stuck in the mud, even against subpar or basic defenses. And that's the thing that people want to watch out here for. And the other thing is that coaches aren't game planning. Like you said, they're running very simple offenses, partially because the players on the field might not be able to handle a more complex offense yet. And partly because they don't want to give anything away for the actual season. But I think the biggest thing to me is that in a normal sporting event, both teams are playing to score and preseason football isn't a normal sporting event. You're not necessarily game planning to actually go out unless you're John Harbaugh and win the game or even put up points. It's about seeing what your offense can do in certain situations. It's about kind of trying to run through your paces and see mess around with some things. And I think that that's a big factor that teams aren't necessarily looking to put the ball in the end zone every time. Guys, real quick, remember when you're looking for free picks and sports betting advice, bettingpros.com has you covered with tips from over 150 experts to make it easy for you to cash out. Download the app to get sports betting alerts. You'll get notified of favorable bets based on line movements, consensus picks from the most accurate experts, and vetted systems in play. Betting Pros monitors all of the major sports books, most accurate experts, and top systems to identify the best betting opportunities. So download today in the Apple or Google Play stores. Yeah, they're they're what another thing we should mention is that you know, they, we talked about it in the actual National Football League, you know, the, the regular season. Offensive line play has kind of been going downhill, I think, over the last, you know, five, ten years. So maybe that's one of the reasons as well, because because you're not game planning, you're not scheming. It's really hard for a backup quarterback to get anything done when they're just essentially trying to see who can block. And if one guy misses a block on any given play, that whole play is blown up, especially when you're dealing with subpar, you know, second and third string offensive talent. So uh, that's another big reason. And I think, you know, talking about the Ravens, I don't think it's just that they're going out and, and you know, just trying to crush everybody in the preseason and game planning. I, I also think it's that they generally have deep rosters, right? Yeah. Like they generally have quality uh, drafts. They tend to hit, they tend to find good free agents. Their defense tends to be deep. Their offensive line tends to be deep most years. And so, uh, and, and their backup quarterbacks have been pretty solid. So uh, I, I think it's uh, more so that than necessarily they're going in and saying, we want to win these meaningless games. I just think they're as an organization, it's kind of just a testament uh, to what they've been able to do and why they've been so consistent uh, over these years in the regular season as well. And to follow up on what Rayvon said there, it's, I mean, everything he just said, also like continuity within the coaching staff. And so you have players throughout the organization who know the scheme. And so even though they're in training camp, they're much further along than a lot of other teams are at this point of the calendar year. And then also like continuity within the players, like, yeah, I mean, they let players go, but you know, like kind of year in and year out, they have like quite a bit of continuity within the roster itself. So you'll have second and third teamers who actually do know 
know the system and they're used to playing with each other. Think about what Raybon said with the offensive line play. A lot of offensive line plays is built around uh, like continuity and communication with the guy next to you. And the teams that have like consistent coaching staffs year over year, uh, consistent, uh, you know, like roster composition, they're going to have more continuity just in terms of how they play as a unit. Uh, and I think that's something that feeds into why the Ravens have had so much success. I forget who it was, but there was someone in the NFL Twitterverse who had a really great point a couple years back about the changes in the college offenses and how it's illy preparing uh, offensive linemen for the National Football League and the way pro offenses are run. But we could do an entire show on that. The point that we should be getting into here is the depth of rosters and how teams with greater continuity, greater draftability, and just better back ends of their rosters are going to be teams that you're going to be wanting to look to bet on here in the preseason because those back end players are going to be the ones getting a lot of the time here. Now, do you think that there are some teams on the flip side? Let's turn that on its head. What teams are you guys looking to fade because you see the back half of these rosters as relatively weak or they're dealing with new coaching, uh, new coaching schemes and installs? I mean, the Falcons catch my eye. Uh, I'm like, I'm of two minds about this. And part of it is just, you know, like RIP the, uh, the Dan Quinn era when he was just like the auto coach that you would bet against in the preseason uh, the Falcons are my lowest power rated team. Uh, they are so thin all over the roster. They were 0-3 against the spread last year in the preseason. They underperformed the spread by an average of 13 points last year. That I mean, they're just so incredibly bad, whereas like, they couldn't help but uh, escort uh, opposing players to the end zone. Uh, but they're likely to have more urgency on offense this year because they have Mariota, they have Ritter, two new quarterbacks who are in like something of a quarterback battle, like not like a full on quarterback battle, but I think they're going to give both of those guys extended opportunity to get playing time in the preseason. And because of that, I'm probably not as desirous to fade them as I normally would be. Um, but that's the team that kind of catches my eye. Like if I were to enter the preseason, just thinking, oh, I'm automatically fading this team it would probably be the Falcons. I think the Falcons are really interesting because, uh, and a, a key for preseason that we should probably talk about is um, you have to kind of stay up on what, what teams are doing in practice. You got to stay up on what, what's going on in camp. You know, beat writers are usually writing a report every day. And I actually read uh, a report on the Falcons a couple of days ago. I believe it was in the athletic and Arthur Smith was in last year. Uh, the team wasn't really deep. They had a lot of guys hurt, and so they decided to kind of play, you know, play it close to the vest in preseason. They didn't really push anybody. And this year, he says they're a lot healthier and they have more depth. And so starters are actually going to play, and they're going to play with, you know, as you said, Freeman, more urgency uh, because they felt that what happened last preseason actually carried over into the regular season. So you, you have to kind of be up on this because yes, the Falcons, you know, at first glance seem like a team like, Oh yeah, they were terrible last season. They, they rested all their guys. They actually want to do the exact opposite this year. So you have to kind of, uh, you know, be, be aware of stuff like that. And uh, they are going up against the Detroit lions who both teams, they're going to play their starters, um, you know, in that game. But, it's just been really profitable to fade these teams on hard knocks. 
Um, you know, and we've seen a, a, a big line move in that game. You know, the Lions opened as three-point favorites, and then now the Falcons are minus one and a half at some books. And in the preseason, when a line moves four or more points, uh, that that actually following it and, and not fading it has worked. It's been 60%, 38-25-5 and five, uh, going back to 2004. So I actually might like the Falcons in this spot uh, this weekend. And that's a really interesting point that I wanted to touch on here because I, I know we talked about it a little bit before we came on air. These line points are, uh, th- these line movements are a really big source of, first off, potential closing line value, but also a chance to mine some information here and maybe take advantage of a better number. You like actually following some of these mo- movements here. Yeah, you know, there's certain times when you want to be contrarian. And again, no one really knows anything. So I think there's always value being contrarian preseason, regular season, whatever. People always underestimate variance, things like that. But interestingly enough, in the preseason, there are also a couple of scenarios where kind of following the money uh, has actually been profitable, um, you know, in terms of tailing a line move so one of them is what i just mentioned you know when the spread moves four or more points that's pretty drastic um usually the you know that team has ended up covering at a 60 percent clip again that's the falcons and then also when we've seen totals drop by two or more points uh those are hitting at a 57 percent clip so there are some spots where, you know, when, again, it's preseason, a lot of these lines are going to kind of be very cookie cutter. They're all within that, you know, kind of 30 to 37 point range. The spreads are usually around a field goal. So anytime you see a line moving two, three, four points, that is massive, like even more massive than it would be in the regular season because you're coming from a baseline of a lower scoring game. You know, like four divided into 35 is more than four divided into the average total of a regular season game, which is more like 46. You completely make a good point there about uh, about the totals and how much these point movements mean in a game with a lower total like this where you're expecting such shorter scoring. And again, the fact that the game is also going to be shorter, most likely, because teams aren't really concerned about clock management here. Yeah. We know Andy Reid for many years carried that over into the regular season, but it it is a very big factor. The game is most likely going to run shorter. You're going to have fewer plays, and that goes back to what Matt said earlier. Guys, we've teamed up with Run Your Pool to bring you listeners an awesome contest for this season. Matt, it's time to get hyped, get excited. Are you ready for some football? I'm embarrassed that you even asked that question. (laughs) I know you are. And if guys want to get in on the action with us, all you have to do is click the link in the description below or head to play.runyourpool.com slash bettingpros. That's play.runyourpool.com slash bettingpros. Sign up and start making your picks for week one because all season long here on the Betting Pros Podcast, we are going to be doing a pick contest. It's going to be very simple. We're going to keep track of the leaders each week. All you have to do is pick three games against the spread. Matt and I are going to be in it. You guys, you're not just competing for bragging rights against us. The top three winners are also going to receive $300 in Fanatics gift cards, $150 to first place 100 to second and 50 for third so guys go sign up today and get ready for week one at play.runyourpool.com slash betting pros and best of luck this season and matt how about you what are some of the things that you're looking into betting on with this preseason that uh you're looking forward to 
yeah, I like everything Chris just said there, especially because I couldn't hear it uh, because of, you know, obvious issues with my camera, but we're just going to power through it. Uh, the things that I am looking for, I'm looking to bet the Rams under Sean McVay is never playing his starters, his offensive players in this game. I think he is uh, like 10, four and one to the under as a, a head coach. I'm looking to play the Bills. Uh, they're 10, four and one uh, in, against the spread and preseason uh, under Sean McDermott. Looking to play Pete Carroll. Uh, that dude just likes to try to win meaningless games. Uh, and I'm looking at teams that have quarterback battles because I think their offenses, their play callers will take those games more seriously. And then finally, uh, teams that are eligible for the Wong teaser. So teams that can go through three and through seven uh, with lower spreads, uh, sorry, with lower totals, those games tend to be uh, more valuable. And the preseason, that is like a total low total environment. So uh, a perfect time to go for Wong teasers. And we have uh, a lot of games that are in that area because it's the preseason. So a lot of, you know, plus twos plus two and a half. So uh, I think it's a good environment for looking to exploit that, uh, that opportunity. Now, Chris, you have one more trend that you wanted to give us here. Yeah. I, you know, I think a lot of times when people think about the preseason, they look at the, you know, they try to handicap the game and they say, okay, how long are the starters going to play? And, you know, a lot of times what that does is that tends to create value on you know not just the the full game totals that we talked about but also the first half unders um you know when, when you see a, a first half under and specifically outdoors which makes sense because you know in domes things are just a little easier for offenses but outdoor first half unders when the home team is the underdog 98 59 and 3 62 percent uh since 2004 and if you filter by non-conference it gets even better 85 45 and 3 to the first half under and you have uh three of the games that match those trends uh the giants at the patriots the jets at the eagles and the bucks at the miami dolphins chris thank you so much for joining us here today we really appreciate the time before you go one big question for you here we're going to ask it to every guest on the show throughout the season what is your favorite fast food french fry favorite fast food french fry that would have to be McDonald's. All right. An oldie, but a goodie. It's the classic. You can't really beat that. Where can people find you and all the great work you're doing? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chris Raybon, R-A-Y-B-O-N. Check me out on the Fantasy Flex podcast and the Action Network podcast. And you can follow my bets in the free Action Network app at Chris Raybon is my handle there as well. Chris, thank you so much for joining us here today. Once again, it has been a pleasure. Matt, it's been great riding with you here, even through the issues. We are going to be together for all the football season. You're stuck with me. I'm looking forward to it. If you guys want to follow along for more, of course, don't forget to follow at Betting Pros. Join our Discord at bettingpros.com slash chat. You can find me on Twitter at TV at work. And Matt, of course, at Matt F. The Oracle. That's going to do it for us here one more time. Chris Raybon, thank you so much for your time today, guys. Let's cash those preseason tickets. <laughs>